Welcome back to One Championship Repeat, Boston Sports Podcast. And on this one, we're going to be looking at the Patriots and Mac Jones, and specifically what's uh, going right for um, their offseason so far with training camps just beginning. Uh, we're also going to touch on Julio Jones a little bit uh, as more information has come out. And we are also going to be looking at the Celtics playoffs and the Bruins playoffs, which the Bruins are looking good, Celtics not so much. So we are going to touch on that. So I was reading an article which uh, was from ESPN, which said that New England Patriots rookie Mac Jones impressing coaches, teammates at uh, OTA workouts. So this from day one of the offseason was Cam Newton's team, at least when he re-signed, Belichick said, oh, Cam Newton's the start. Now his contract is latent with um, different promotional uh, bonuses. Um, if he plays a certain amount of games, if they make the playoffs, if they, you know, go and do certain things, then Cam Newton is going to make more money than if he sits the bench all year. And, you know, now that Mac Jones has come in, you know, things could change. I know the sentiment, even after Mac Jones was drafted, was, okay, he's the starter. Cam Newton's going to be number one. Mac Jones will be number two. And there's no questions about it. Now, Stidham's there. They have Brian Hoyer. And you could make the case that Maybe the Patriots are going into this season or will go into this season with four quarterbacks or maybe just three because they could get rid of Stidham or Cam Newton if they decide Mac Jones is the guy. Maybe, you know, the Patriots are like, okay, we like Stidham. He can be a good backup. Brian Hoyer's there is more of a mentor to Mac Jones. Mac Jones is our starter. And then maybe Cam Newton is out because he's like, I don't want to be here if I'm not going to start. So he leaves and goes somewhere else or doesn't play anymore. Who knows? But right now it seems like Cam Newton is the starter, but Mac Jones seems to be the one who's um, giving us uh, the best run at it. And so, um, you know, he's been learning the playbook and has been uh, as good as you can get out of any, you know, rookie quarterback right now. And so obviously with uh, some of these um, quarterbacks, and, you know, the, um, you know, fact that in, you know, Trevor Lawrence's case and Zach Wilson, they're going to be starters on day one because that's what they need to be. Their teams don't have quarterbacks otherwise that are worth putting in there. Sam Donald's gone and Gardner Minshew's not great. So at this point, um, you know, you know, there is, uh, you know, some quarterbacks who are rookies that need to go right in, right? You can go with Garoppolo in San Francisco for a minute or two if, you know, they want to go in that direction instead of going with Trey Lance as your starter. You could, in theory, go with uh, Andy Dalton or Nick Folks in Chicago and let Justin Fields learn a little bit. Um, and then the same thing with Cam Newton in New England. You could have him start eventually. And then, um, you know, that's kind of... Uh, where they could be so um, yeah that is uh, the situation uh, right there I mean I think Mac Jones will eventually take over at some point because Mac Jones is definitely more of a you know Patriots quarterback Cam Newton's a little outside their box he's not bad but Tom Brady was the same quarterback they have Belichick in there they have McDaniels in there they have a team that is based off of Tom Brady and for 20 years they drafted you know, with Tom Brady in mind, they added free agents with Tom Brady in mind. It's pretty much like a LeBron James situation, 
or at least it was in New England, where in every situation, LeBron, they pick players and they draft guys and they get guys who surround themselves with LeBron and are better fitting in a LeBron-style offense and defense. Tom Brady was in New England. Every player they added fit Tom Brady. And they didn't think about, you know, who's the best available or who's the... They picked guys who they knew, at least on the offensive side, the offensive linemen, the wide receivers, tight ends, etc., all were built around Tom Brady. Now, you know, you have a new situation because Cam Newton's not Tom Brady, nor is he close to that, nor is he the type of quarterback Tom Brady was. Mac Jones is a lot more of a pocket-passing Tom Brady type of quarterback, where a lot of what you had before could be used right here and because they know so well how he was maybe mac jones will have a better career here than he would have in other places because you can get this system and you can work with this system and you know uh that's kind of uh you know where they go uh from here so honestly who knows what's going to happen and um i think um you know mac jones could potentially be uh a future of this team so moving on to the uh, other news involving the Patriots which is also involving the Falcons which is Julio Jones so there are many out there who believe that Julio Jones could go to New England uh, most of the odds makers have New England at the best shot of getting him and it seems like he wants to play Julio Jones in either Tennessee with the Titans or New England with the Patriots and specifically wants to play with Cam Newton. So Julio Jones could potentially get his way. And with the Patriots, yes, they were a great team and last year they weren't. Um, but uh, it's not in the Falcons division. It's not anywhere near the Falcons. And I don't think the Patriots play the Falcons this year. Or maybe they do. I don't know um, exactly what the schedule is again. But um, they... Um, have faced them in the Super Bowl. Obviously, the Patriots won. But for Julio Jones, he wants to go to the best place to win, and this seems like one of the best places he can go to win um, outside of any team in the NFC. Um, the Titans are also a good choice, but their quarterback situation isn't as stable. You know, the Patriots have Cam Newton, and they got Mac Jones. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I think, is their quarterback in... Um, uh, Tennessee, but I don't know exactly what um, the situation is there. So what would Patriots have to give up? There's more information out. Some um, reporters have come out and said that there are teams out there, or there is a team out there that offered a first-round pick for Julio Jones. Now, I don't know if that's 100% going uh, to stand or if that's all BS um, at this point, but if there is an offer for a first-round pick, then the Falcons have to consider that over all the other offers because I don't think the Patriots are going to throw a first-round pick out there. I don't think a lot of teams out there are going to give out a first-round pick for a wide receiver who's good but injured half the time. And, you know, we don't know what his future holds. So as a Patriots, you know, team, a lot of people are saying some sort of offer surrounding a second-round pick and a player, whether that's J.C. Jackson, whether that's Nikhil Harry, whether that's Jared Stidham, whether that's whatever. I was looking on ESPN, they had an article which came out yesterday, and it looked at a bunch of different offers for teams, and they offered a second round pick and Jared Stidham, because 
They already have three quarterbacks. They don't need a fourth. And for Stidham, he could, you know, potentially, um, you know, be in a fresh start behind Matt Ryan and see if that's kind of, you know, where he could end up in the future because they didn't draft a quarterback, at least um, in the, the first round, like everyone expected. Maybe Matt Ryan's your starter for a year or two, and then you can bring in Stidham in that sense. Um, so that wouldn't be a bad deal. Um, there have been uh, potential um, trades out there where it would be Nikhil Harry in a draft pick, which you'd be basing um, you'd be basing this on. Um, you know, giving Nikhil Harry a better shot somewhere else. And also, obviously, if you bring in a wide receiver, you're not going to um, have as much playing time for um, Nikhil Harry, especially seeing as Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne, to me, seem like they're both um, guys who are on the depth chart higher. They were draft, uh, they were signed this offseason, and my assumption is that they'll probably be on the depth chart higher than Nikhil Harry, who hasn't panned out as well, so... Um, you could move on from him. You could also move on from Sony Michelle, uh, which, uh, you know, has been offered up as a potential move. Um, and so, um, that's always something they could, uh, look at, uh, moving on from because there are rumors that maybe he might not even make the roster. Um, and so, yeah, I think, um, Julio Jones seems like he wants to go to New England and he wants to play with Cam Newton and... Patriots are a team that needs to get back into good graces of being one of the better teams in, um, you know, in football. And so this is a Bill Belichick move if I've ever seen one, you know, and if some team out there and they haven't mentioned who offers a first round pick, it would be very hard for the Patriots or any other team to compete with that if they don't want to throw in a first-round pick. Obviously, if um, the Patriots say, hey, we want to throw in a first-round pick, we want to you know, throw in some players, then you can get a better deal. But I don't think they're going to trade a first-round pick. I don't think any team really will trade a first-round pick. Maybe this is just BS. And to me, I think it is You know, trying to get more out of certain teams. Maybe Patriots have been in contact. Tennessee's been in contact because those are the two teams that he wants to go to. And the offers aren't quite there yet. Um, and maybe this is just something that the Falcons have put out to be like, okay, let's see if, you know, the Patriots or Tennessee or another team will give a little bit more. So someone could have leaked a story which wasn't actually true. And the Falcons organization could have put that and said, yeah, we got something, even though they didn't. Just to kind of see if there's more offers that could come out there. Maybe, you know, they don't like what teams are offering and maybe they don't want a second round pick in, you know, someone else, a player. They just kind of want to see if a first round pick is out there and there might be a team that would budge on that. And, you know, I think for the Patriots, it doesn't make sense. I mean, unless the Patriots trade a first round pick and get a second round pick back in return and then they trade away someone like uh, Nikhil Harry or JC Jackson. And instead of trading a second round pick, you're trading a first round pick, but you're getting a second round pick back, then I could see that. But that's a lot of um, move, movement, and I think it's easier just to trade a second round pick in a player for Julio Jones. The New England Patriots have a little bit of cap room left, and so they would have to kind of restructure their deal slightly um, with Julio Jones. Uh, but that's not an issue, and they should be fine. So honestly, this is a good move. 
and if they go out and get him, that would be great. Now we're going to be looking at um, some playoffs. We're going to start with the Celtics, who, um, yeah, they're not looking so good. They have uh, two losses to the Brooklyn Nets, and they're coming into a situation in which the, the you know their team's not looking good, and it doesn't uh, bode well um, for their situation. Their first game they lost by 11 points. Their second game they lost by um, 22. So the situation doesn't look great, and their team doesn't look great. And obviously Jalen Brown is out, which hurts because you're just playing with Tatum and you're playing with Kemba and these other pieces. But, you know, their team just overall doesn't doesn't really make any um, sense right now and they're just not playing as good as they should be. And, you know, it's going to be an offseason coming up where they're going to have to really make some changes and really do something. And so, you know... Game three is in Boston, and I assume they'll win game three um, because they got their backs against the wall, but they're not going to win more than, you know, one game, two at the most. Brooklyn's going to probably win game four. Maybe the Celtics win game five, and then um, Brooklyn wins game six, or Brooklyn just wins game five and just shuts them down. There is very few, uh, if any, people who believe the Celtics can come back and beat Brooklyn, who has three of the best guards in the NBA and forwards. Um, just three of the best players with Durant, Kyrie, and James Harden. And to me, it just doesn't seem very likely that a Celtics team without their second-best player can come back and win. And Brad Stevens is a good coach, but this is going to be a tough uphill battle that they just can't, uh, you know, can't win. So, unfortunately for... Um, Boston, it looks like this is a situation where they're not going to be um, doing as well as they should be, um, and they're probably going to lose in the first round, which is um, unfortunately how it is. So, moving on to the flip side of the coin, which is um, the Bruins, which they're doing much better. Um, and if you look at um, the situation with the Bruins, they have been playing with uh, against the Capitals, and they defeated them in the uh, first rounds. They lost game one, but they won four straight, 4-3, uh, 3-2, 4-1, and then 3-1 in the closeout game against the Capitals, um, which was, was a good one, um, obviously. Uh, and for their team, we saw... Um, Two goals for Patrice Bergeron, one goal for Pasternak, one assist for Pasternak, and then we saw two assists for uh, Riley, which was not bad. Tuka Rask had 41 save attempts, one goal, uh, 40 saves with a .976 save percentage, which is pretty good, um, and uh, they looked great. Now they are going to be moving on to play the wa uh, the New York Islanders. Um, so they will be joining um, in on this matchup with um, the Islanders, who in their most recent season, uh, or their most recent matchup, they ended up winning um, the first game. They lost twice and then won three in a row to defeat the Pittsburgh Penguins. Now, I honestly think the Bruins look much better than the Islanders. Um, obviously, the records uh, show that. 
But Pittsburgh was the number one uh, team in the East, and the Islanders defeated them. Um, so, uh, you know, I think the Bruins probably will come out on top, um, maybe winning in um, six games or maybe winning in five. Who knows? But the Bruins, their players, uh, they've been just, um, obviously, they've been getting it done when they need to. Uh, and that all has to go to um, Taylor Hall, who's been a great uh, addition to the roster. And they added him at the deadline. They still have Patrice Bergeron and Charlie Coyle and Krejci and Canale, Corelli and Marshawn. Um, obviously, Jake DeBrusque, Taylor Hall. Um, and then they got Pasternak and, um, you know, a bunch of defensemen. Carlo uh, Grizzlick, Charlie McAvoy, uh, Riley, um, Jared Tindori, and a bunch of others. And then obviously uh, their goalie situation is um, Tuka Rask being the, the top dog. And then they also have uh, Jeremy Swayman, who's 22 and looks like he could be their starter at some point, most likely. Um, so uh, they got a good situation going on uh, right there. Um, so the Bruins look good. I, I really think they have what it takes to get the, the job done. And I think um, they're looking very good for sure. Moving on to baseball. So right now we have the Red Sox who are a game back of Tampa Bay. They were one of the best teams in baseball, but they um, slipped behind Tampa Bay. They are technically number two in the American League behind Tampa Bay and tied with Oakland. Or actually not tied with Oakland. They're about two games up, or I guess I should say a game up on Oakland for the number two in the American League. Um, obviously, um, if you look at uh, the West in the National League, they're far superior than everyone with the Padres and Dodgers and Giants all over um, 30 wins or 30 wins or above, which is um, insane how these teams have just been going back and forth and back and forth. And that's sort of the same thing now with the East with Tampa Bay and the Red Sox. You know, the Red Sox being a game out, a game out of first. Yankees are two games out of first and a game out of second. So um, in the uh, American League, we could easily see... Um, Tampa Bay, Boston, and New York all fighting for a spot in uh, the playoffs with um, the wild card game coming down to two of these teams uh, and then one of them making it just outright. Obviously, Tampa Bay is on two game win streak, nine and one, whereas the Red Sox are on a one game win streak, six and four, which is part of the reason why Tampa Bay is in uh, first right here. Um, which is uh, not bad. Minnesota has a four-game win streak, uh, which is uh, pretty good. Uh, the Mets have a three-game win streak, and the Cubs have a four-game win streak. Um, and then some of the worst uh, losing streaks, we got a six-game losing streak for the Pirates. The Diamondbacks have an 11-game losing streak, which is, uh, oof, not so hot. Um, and then uh, a 10-game losing streak for the Baltimore Orioles, who are 0-10 right uh, in their last uh, 10 games, obviously. So uh, for them, not looking as good. Um, and uh, it doesn't seem like, uh, you know, things are going their way. And 
Red Sox, though, uh, they're fighting, and they have been in first. Now they're in second. Uh, hopefully they get back to first uh, place in the American League East, and um, it is a great uh, season so far for them, and you can't really ask for more, especially seeing how last year wasn't as good. Um, obviously the Yankees have such firepower. you got to watch out for them, although their pitching situation always seems to be uh, their downfall. They do have great players, um, but we'll see. J.D. Martinez is playing great and could be potential MVP candidate, so watch out uh, for that one if uh, you're looking. So that's, uh, that is that. That is uh, the Red Sox. So um, I'm sure there will be more information when it comes out on um, you know, the Celtics series and the Bruins, who uh, comes out on top most likely. The Brooklyn Nets will beat Boston, but um, you never know. And then we'll see where the Patriots go from here. Maybe, you know, next episode Julio Jones is in New England or he's somewhere else.